Thanks for joining us on the Blue Baggers podcast for part two of our mid-season review. I'm Chris and I'm joined by Andy back in the basement. G'day Chris, it's really good to be back. We're back. We're back in the basement, it's freezing cold. It's much easier to do it from home in the warmth, but it's good to be back sitting alongside you or opposite you, discussing some... uh, Looking each other in the eyes. Looking each other in the eyes. It's a beautiful thing and probably better audio quality, I dare say, from the last couple of weeks. I'd really hope so because we really struggled... We're not the most technological. No, we've got some limitations there. We're we not the worst, but uh, some computer and software issues. But uh, look, you're going to take one for the team then by being in the studio and freezing and being a little bit soft. But no, it's I'm all, all rugged up, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy, happy with that. So like you said, Chris, last week we did uh, part one of our mid-season review. And it got away from us a little bit. Well, it was a I don't think we realised how long it was going to take us when we're talking about each player and, and, and reviewing it. We don't want to do it and a disservice to any of those players by not really discussing the impact or lack thereof that they've had on the club this year. So we did players one to nine. So uh, Soss, Dow, Murphy, O'Brien, SPS, Williams, Kennedy, Fogarty and Cripps. Nicely done. And so tonight we resume from number 10 in the big Mackay. But obviously we need to touch on the fact that we did play a game over the weekend. Do we have to? We'll just quickly touch on the fact that we had a really a big game after everything that's been in the media and the big review and uh, the big announcement about the in, the review that's going to be at Carlton. We came out and we got beaten by six goals where we did show a little bit in the third, but that's about it. So if you really want to review in relation to Carlton versus GWS, I recommend you listen to probably any one of our podcasts this year and you'll get the same theme as what you got in that game. Very fair call, and you're a bit of a status probably if you, you really want it that way. So yeah, last week we did touch on the team review as well, so if you haven't listened to that episode, please do, and this yeah. is the uh, the extension. But yeah, let's touch on the game. I think you're being very kind saying I don't want a reasonable yeah. patch in the third yeah. period. I think that's very kind, and yeah, yeah, I think the less said, the better for that. It's it, We'd just be going over the same things that we go over every week. It was really disappointing. Uh, we'll talk very briefly at the end of this podcast about obviously we've got a big game coming up in Adelaide. They're all big games, but this could be quite a monumental game for a lot of reasons in terms of it might provoke a bit of change at Carlton. Yeah, well said, but if it didn't last week, I don't know how it will this week. But uh, let's get into it. Number 10. Number 10, Big Mackay. Going to run through some stats. So obviously I just want to quickly say that I've done I did all the research for this last week, so before they played GDO, so that some of the stats might be just... One game off? One game off, so... Or oh, percentages a little off. Percentages... That's right, we're doing it from the mid-year. From the mid-year, yeah, so... which is last week. Exactly right, so... Uh, Mackay, number 10. Number 10 in the 2015 draft. Uh, he's played all games this year, and he's, he's probably been the shining light for us, I think it's fair to say. I think it's a safe bet, absolutely. Leading the Coleman medal. He is. He's kicked, as of last week, he'd had 38 goals, 23 behinds. Kicked three last week? Did, so he moves that tally up to 41. He's averaging six marks a game, um, which is, and also, sorry, 3.2 goals a game. Uh, I was just having a look at previous years. Um, 2017, he kicked three. 2018, 21. 2019, 26. 2020, 21. And now we're looking at this year and we're looking at 41. It's been a massive improvement, a really sharp improvement from Mackay in a year where there hasn't been a lot to really be happy about. It's been a big jump for him, but um, I think the media are getting a bit excited about you know the huge leap 
and strides he's made. Yeah, he has. He got a preseason in and he's played all games to date. And natural growth, uh, it was always going to happen. He's mm. had solid years, reasonable years before, but he's had injuries and missed preseasons. Gets that under his belt and he's, uh, yeah, put in a very good performance to be leading the Coleman medal to this stage. Uh, Hard to say for a full forward that you could do much more than that. And a big thing for Mackay in terms of the step up, I think we'd both agree, is that it was going to be really interesting to see how he was going to go without, you know, we're obviously missing Charlie Kerno. Mitch McGovern has barely played and when he has, his impact has been as much as a uh, floating meat pie wrap in the wind. Yep. <laughs> um, so and Casbolt hasn't offered a whole lot of support been terrible, or so. threat. You know, he's potentially a decoy, but that's about all we'll give him credit for so far. So Mackay has he's got the best defender each week, and he's Double and, team, and he's triple been teamed. triple teamed. So in a, in a year when we're not kicking a lot of goals, and he's leading the Coleman, unbelievable year for Mackay, and we've obviously re-signed him. Any flaws in the game? Some of his goal kick, if he kicked straight, uh, I mean, it would make a huge difference. I think we've seen him have some games where he can kick straight. I'm still personally, not just his game, but in terms of the, I don't like the snapping around. I'm, I'm a bit of a traditionalist that they should go back and kick a drop pump most of the time, unless the angle's massive. But Yeah, he's been kicking those reasonably well, though, around the, the corner, but it does limit you to what side of the field you're kicking from because as a left footer he's not going to kick it from the left doing that so he's always going to have to kick through the ball at stages unless he's going to play on a half of the forward 50 but yeah confidence I think he's kicking a bit better and, and he's not playing on like he was last year though no he? no his confidence was shot for goal kicking yep. it seems a lot better this year we all know big forwards do miss and can quite often be hit and miss but it is an area that we'd like to see some improvement but uh, yeah good very good first half of the season. Let's move on to number 11, Mitch McGovern. He's played three games out of 13 this year. Um, been at Carlton since 2019. Yeah, it's a long time for not a lot of output. How many games at Carlton did you... I think I oh, read it's 31 20, oh, or something yeah, like that. I was going to say mid-20s, but yeah, that makes about sense. I've, I had a look through him as a, as a player throughout his career. In 2016, he played for Adelaide. He kicked 32 goals, 21. That's a pretty decent output. That's a good haul, yep. 2017, 20 goals and 17. 2018, 15 and 13. There were times when he's he's obviously been quite injured throughout his career. Uh, he kicked nine goals for Carlton in 2020 and 22 goals in 2019. This year he's kicked four goals and two behinds. He's been, he hasn't been a good player. And I think now that McGovern's one of those players that we've, we know that he's had the contract and we've tried to evaluate on that. It's now third year into the, contract and I can say that it's been uh, it's been a really poor it's a monumental failure it's been a really poor pickup there's yep. a few few factors to consider within that but uh it's a monumental failure for the money we are paying and the fact we got him he's still living off hype and off hope that he may have hit what did you say in 2018 or something seems to be his best year a bit 2016, earlier 2016 yeah. sorry was his best year and apart from that they're pretty average returns for somebody so I think we look at him athletic, what he can do, yep. and he's being paid for something that he's not, but what he could be, and 31 games. This year, again, injuries, the same old, same old. It's just unfortunate that the injury he got, the big injury he got this year was when he was actually had a decent game and was chasing it full pelt and pressuring. You know, It was a bad act for it to, to happen, but uh, yeah, uh, there's no other way to look at it. It's a failure. So he hasn't lived up to what we expect of him. He's had an average year. When's he signed till? 2023. No. 
Is I, that correct? I think it is actually. I've got a feeling. Uh, I've recently read. Why did I think it was the end of this year? I thought so. I thought it was a three-year, but I did read recently. Um, oh, no. Five-year terms. No. And you're not going to believe what the figure was supposedly thrown out there. It was I, printed in the media. So uh, hey, I, I Sorry, I actually thought he was... This was I thought so, the, too. I thought it was a three-year. I, I thought we had... I Look... Who knows exactly, but I did read that it was a five. Would that be right? If it was a five-year to 2023? Yeah, well, that makes sense. On, yeah, well, this, this is his third year now. Because we've been we've spoken about the fact that uh, that could be it for him in a Carlton jumper. Well, do you know what? He, he's... he's got there tra- there's trade value. Do you want to hear? Oh, well, depends on the what's contract. The, what's the figure you're hearing? What was printed, and I think it was either today or yesterday, five years Yep. at 800K. You'd think, no way did we pay him that. But back then, if we're looking, you know, three years ago, we might have been that desperate to lure somebody here that we would pay closer. I still can't believe it'd be 800000 but We've discussed this before. Years at 800000 yeah. Carlton were in a real... We were almost starstruck to have someone who was half decent want to come to Carlton at that stage. And I think it, it caught us off guard and we did anything to sign him. I want to just... we did five years at eight hundred, well, for that's third string... There's some forward. there's some sort of criminal offence that means that, Carlton have committed that means that's two point four million for what he's contributed to the Carlton Football Club so far. So he's uh, yeah, looks like he's kicked thirty five goals in three years. So not good enough. Can I just just while I'm thinking of McGovern because he reminds me of a very similar recruit we've got this year in Zach Williams. There is a bit of a similarity in the two players. In they've come from other clubs. We've poached them. You know we've probably made their head bigger than what it was. And could it be argued, because we've seen in the news tonight, they've both kind of been unfit at Carlton. And Teague's obviously come out in relation to Zach Williams said he's unfit to be playing the midfield. And Mitch McGovern is probably in the same boat. So isn't that funny? Two big big players on big contracts, 800,000, that's what we hear for Williams as well. And they've, you know, is, is that, so does that reflect a bit of an entitlement? Yeah, potentially. You get that much smoke yeah. blown up your ass. I'll, you come, to, I'll come to Carlton and... No, I'll we'll get a game because well, I want I'm, a huge contract. I'm that good. I'll get I just wonder. 000. I just wonder if there is a little bit of a... Oh, I think so too. You're, yeah. on a, you're, on a, you're on a good wicket. Your hunger, your desire's not there. You got to, don't have to prove anything to anybody. You've got the big paycheck put in front of you. That's what you have got committed to you. Um, yeah, I mean, regardless of how you present, you're going to get paid. If you're yeah. that type of character... I mean, we know we know those hard workers. It wouldn't happen to, but perhaps they're not the hardest workers, and uh, yeah, they do get a bit fat off their paycheck. And um, let's hope they, let's hope Williams in particular that we're wrong about that. Uh, Mitch McGovern hasn't, you know, hasn't had a really big kind of preseason and, and or good run at it. So if he's got two more years, we'll yeah, all right, we'll see how we go. Back to Tarso because you've jumped a few numbers. If we're going to be talking about Zachy Williams, no, no, sorry, we did Williams last week. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that was a bit of a throwback. <laughs> Good, that's fair enough. Trying to get the listeners to listen to the part one. I like it. Nice. Let's go on to number twelve. Tom DeConning, twelve games, thirteen. Sorry, he's only played twelve games for his career. Yep. Thirteen career, thirteen games now. Played four of thirteen this year. Number thirty in the two thousand seventeen draft. Uh, how have you seen his season? Lots of hype around him. Excited again. Another one that was in the injury group. And missed a big chunk. He's missed a big chunk of this season. Missed a big chunk of preseason. He's come back, and I'd say he's performed above expectations, considering how long he was out for. I saw him in that Hawthorne game, and geez, it was exciting to see him back out there. There's the the way he moves when you compare him to Pitnet. It's a 
You know, you're not comparing apples with apples. No. In way in terms of movement, how they get around the ground and how they leap. He's so, more of a Grundy type. Yeah, yeah. So, look, short amount of games or a few, only a few games this year due to injury, he's performed well in all consideration and it looks like he's probably going to, have to, going to have to carry the team for the rest of the year as a sole ruck. Just a quick one for you. Enter as quick as you can. If Kerno doesn't come back or Charlie Kerno doesn't come back, do we make him that permanent forward? Are you happy for him to be predominantly the ruck? I think he's going to have to. Mark Pitton, it looks like he's going to be out for the year. Um, ankle yep. injury that requires moving surgery. Forward, moving forward, though, sorry. Oh, moving forward. Would if... you would you be happy to make him a permanent forward? No, no. I think you've got to utilise him in his ruck. That's where yep. his strength is. But we know he can play forward. Which is and I'd still be working on that part of his game for sure because there are very few sort of straight-up rucks and that could be a string to his bow and a point of difference for us against other teams but I'm looking at him as being the premier ruckman that's what you're developing yep who can go forward and Pitnet is your backup ruckman and it just goes to show number 30 in the 2007 draft there are a lot of good players that you can get and this will be a common theme as we go through this list we, some of the biggest swipes we've got are those higher draft picks and some of the, the best ones we've got are later. And you no. mentioned number 30, but it'll be very important for Charlie Kerno to get back in this team. Big time. Fingers crossed, we're not expecting, but if he comes back, then yeah, straight away, TDK is your yep. ruckman. Absolutely. Uh, number 13 is Liam Stocker, who was pick 19 in the 2018 draft, a very famous uh, draft. I'd say probably most people understand that. With Adelaide, that. Between Adelaide and Carlton. He's played 13 games, 8 of 13 this year. Uh, I think he's been all right. He hasn't been amazing, but do you know what? We, what we asked at the start of the year or when he came in was play him consistently and get those games into him. In fairness to the coaching panel and for the team selection, they have done that. Yeah, I'm a little surprised he's actually play, played the full eight this year out of the 13. I thought it would have been a bit less than that, but uh, I think you've summed it up quite well there. We've all been crying out for him to get into the team. Well, once he got in, he hasn't been out. And once he's got in, he hasn't. Yep. And we said that must happen if that's the case. So... He's still not playing in his preferred position. He's uh, been given some crazy tasks, to yep. be honest. Uh, Liam Ryan. Yeah. Which we spoke about. Unbelievable, you know, as uh, how many games all up? So he's played 13 games he's all played up. played 13, so probably before he played 10 games, given massive tasks as a lockdown yep. defender who was an accumulator in their junior years in the midfield. Great to have him in the team. He's going to gain a whole lot of experience. Probably the worst thing for his development, but uh, looking forward to seeing him play in the midfield soon. And I think it goes to show how important Carlton think of Liam Stocker as a player because some of his performances, had it been someone in a, sim a similar player, they would have been dropped, in fairness, but they've given him the run at it because they know he's important for the future. Number 14, one of our favourites. Liam Jones. Two Liams in a row. Yeah. Must be a popular <laughs> name. Uh, Mr. Jones is Mr. Jones has played thirteen out of thirteen. No, I saw you crack a smile. I saw you crack a smile as I said it, and it set me off. <laughs> Jones is thirteen from thirteen. So I'll go through a couple of um, stat. We know we don't need to talk about what a transformation this guy's had. He, in terms of statistics, uh, eight, averaging eight point six intercept possessions a game, which is considered elite. Intercept marks, 4.5, which is considered elite. One-on-one, -on -one, he averages 5.5, considered elite. And 7.1 spoils a game, which is above average, which I'd say would be... Surely that's yeah, surely that's considered elite. I would have thought so. That's but... Anyway, I got these stats from uh, numerous sources, so apologies if they're wrong. But he's, I'd say his season hasn't been as good as 2020, would you say? Or... Yeah, I, the stats you've read out there are very impressive, and he has probably overall had a reasonable season, but I think he's been 
a lot more inconsistent or a lot less consistent this year than he has been for the last couple, which is strange at that sort of age. You'd think uh, once you'd struck some consistency, that that sort of continue on. But he's had some good, even during games, I mean, he's had some very good games. Yep. He's had some fairly average games, a couple of those in there. And even during the one game, he's had very good halves and some poor halves. So, you never know what you're getting with Liam. No, James, you, never, you never do. But we had come to expect some consistency over the past couple of years. So I think, yeah, overall, good. But again, he's in the back line. It's very hard to sort of measure he and Weedering and the other defenders. There's the way the balls come in at times and that lack of uh, midfield pressure. So I, I do feel very sorry for anyone who plays in the Carlton back line. And you're entirely correct because I think they've undergone undue pressure that well you, when you turn the ball over field, you don't expect yeah. them, the game plan is to no. press and to push up so when it comes back it comes back very quickly and uh, yeah. you're holding position because you're looking to press you're looking and then all of a sudden they get over the back of you or it comes in and you, you're one out um, exactly you know, right. so yeah tricky but uh, he's been good but he's 31 he's, uh, he's getting on yeah I think he's still got a couple more years and you know ideally we talk we talk about Caleb Marchbank coming in to be that reliever but I mean with Marchbank we we know he's been absolutely struck down by injuries and who knows what we eventually see from from Marchbank but he would be the ideal player to to come in and fill that gap because we know we've got a lot of years out of Weedering let's go on to um any other interesting segues or no (laughs) familiarities between (laughs) list names going on to 15. Next one, we've got number 15, Liam Doherty. Shares a bit of ginger hair with Liam Jones. Liam Doherty. Liam, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's um, co-captain. Doc has played 13 of 13. Um, I'll give you some quick stats. Uh, averaging 25.3 disposals a game, averaging 527 metres per game, and 5.9 rebound 50s. Kicking efficiencies at 77.7, which I do it's kind of surprising. find a little bit high. My best stat for him is he's played 13 of 13 games. Yeah, which is key. That's what we want from him. He we wanted the continuity. Into it. yep. It's important. Um, if we cast our minds back to a year ago, uh, we'd certainly take that. I'll throw a stat back to you that I recently heard that this is his most uh, career disposal average of any season he's played to date. Yeah, so I'd he's agree with that. Getting yeah. the most amount of disposal. He's getting plenty of it. I would probably throw to you and say. You're counting fumbles. Is I was about to say, the is fumbles? There, there's no fumbles per game. Um, if there were, unfortunately, last week against the GWS, he'd almost be setting a record, and it was really undock-like. But this year, he does have it. And, and I heard it being discussed this week. I think it probably is a confidence thing. And we talk about this back line. They are under pressure, and they are conceding so many goals because of lack of midfield pressure. And players like Doherty, he's under the pump, isn't he? Yeah, he absolutely is. He's under the pump there. I mean, he has played up the ground a little bit more of recent and for part of this year, but I also think it's the weight of uh, captaincy and the expectation of captaincy. If you look at our two co-captains, I don't think they've uh, they've worn that particularly well. Yep. And I think that might be a, you know, a deeper sign of what's actually going on at the club, that they're under so much pressure mm. themselves. They're not going out and playing with that freedom, with that confidence. Even Paddy Cripps has been fumbly a bit this year. We know his body yep. hasn't been particularly right but Sam Doherty's body looks fine yes he's fumbling that's not a physical thing that's a mental thing and are they carrying too much with what's going on inside the club everything that's happened there probably are they the right people for the job you can argue that but how many other captains around the league 
seem to be playing with that amount of weight on their shoulders. Well, you've got to think about Carlton is, as we know, a very big and successful club. Were. Were. But still, you know, but there's a lot expected. Carlton's a, it's a big name club. It's oh, a, yeah. You've got two blokes co-captaining, co-captaining a team that it's not, they're not on the up and, they're not on the up and coming list, are they? This is a team that is expected to be performing in 2021. They're not. And ultimately, the players are under pressure, and so they should be, but Doherty and Cripps will be feeling that a lot more. And then add in the absolute avalanche that comes into that back line. I can't blame Doherty for being a bit fumbly. I hope it gets out of his game because he's a lot better than that. He's a, he's a class player. But it, it is just very odd. We're not talking about the most high-pressure state games that we've been involved with this year for Carlton as it is. But yep. he's fumbly. He's doing it. It's not physical. It's mental. I don't think he's just yeah, carrying the weight of captaincy terribly well. At the moment, I think that's... Would anyone, though? That's, oh, my, that's knows, my question. But... Would anyone Would anyone be comfortable to be captaining that side right now that's expected to perform and aren't? Well, yeah. It's a, it's a hypothetical, which we won't know the answer yeah. to. But, I mean, you look around the league, there are other underperforming teams, and, you know, we don't, probably don't look at them as closely, the captains there. But... Is there a team like a Carlton, though, that is... I think St Kilda came into the season with very high expectations, higher than ours, and they've probably performed just as badly, if not worse, in terms of uh, yeah, expectation and performance. A bad one, but I'd, I'd say there's still a difference of expectation historically oh, that there Carlton, is. There that is. Carlton has. Carlton, Essendon, Richmond, yeah. um, Collingwood, we know that they are the bigger clubs. They've had the more the bigger history and, and the more premiership success. So there is a little bit more of that pressure, I think. But you're right, though. There are other teams. so. Yeah. But I, I think it just shows signs of internally as well. It's not just the outside pressure of being yep. a big club in Melbourne. Um, the fact that all our supporters, regardless of how we perform, generally think we're going to win and expect us to win. The, the big power backers, the beneficiaries, all of those people put yep. high expectations. But even still, I don't think he is carrying the captaincy very well. And I think that's yep. showing. I mean... He's probably his running meters, his meters gain, all all of that probably higher, but errors, turnovers, fumbles, yeah, and I agree that kicking efficiency sounds too high for that me. Definitely sounds too yeah. high, but uh, yeah, I, I wonder if it's uh, if it's gotten to him a little bit, particularly yeah, at a club that's under an external review and what might have led to that as well. Probably inside the club wasn't fantastic. Yep. to end up in this situation, he's probably taken it personally, carrying too much. Former Carlton supporter as a kid growing up, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a yeah, lot to exactly, sort of take yeah. on. So. Again, we hypothesise, and but let's hope that the main thing is he. he I would just want to see Doc get through a, a year without being injured. I want to see him get through his career without being injured, obviously. But I think those things that we're pretty much just saying are above the shoulders will improve. I used to want him around the ball when it hit the deck in the back line yep. as being first hands on it, picking it off the deck. That's certainly not the case at the moment. I know, but we've got to. He's, he's been a better player than not, and I think we'd. We say that a great player will get over something like oh, this. Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. just saying that's how far he seems to sort of fall in that aspect of his game. Let's go to the next one. Number 16, Jack Carroll. Don't have a lot to... We won't We won't we, go on to... I know. We'll, we'll be here all day. Long. Hasn't debuted, but uh, looks like he's performing pretty well in the twos, and yep. we look forward to seeing him soon. Number 17, Brody Kemp. Uh, great to have him back. Great to have him back, playing in the twos at the moment. Again, he's one of those players that we just want to see get on the park and not have... In, he's, he's suffered some bad injuries. Came to the club as an injured player. Suffered an injury last year, so... Let's hope. Uh, number 18, Sam Walsh. 51 gamer, 52 gamer. He's played all 13 out of 13 games this year. Number one draft pick in 2018. I think he's had a pretty average season. I would say the Warriors <laughs> had a pretty good season. Yeah, what I mean, what can we say? Not enough superlatives. Um, yeah. 
he's a he's, true champion. He's just unbelievable in a team. And we're talking about players that uh, he probably for the first time had his colours lowered last week. But before that, with all the turmoil that's going on, we're talking about Sam Doherty and the weight he's carrying. And Matt DeBoer has uh, lowered the colours of a lot of very good say, footballers. It's not his first victim, is it? No. Um, he's a, do you know what? I, I totally forgot about Matt DeBoer. And when we saw him line up, oh, when we saw him on the weekend, didn't we say he's going to go to Walsh? And this will be a real test for him. And it yep. was. Yep, he's uh, done a task on Cripps in the past and moved to Walsh because Walsh is our most damaging midfielder and uh, tailed him quite well. But that's one game out of the 13 for the season. And apart from that, he's just been unbelievable. I don't think we can probably do justice to no. how good he has been, all facets of his game. If I was to say, what could he work on to improve? Would you, what have you got for me? His uh, spoils are below average. <laughs> yeah, have, you got, have you got some stats, Rob? Yeah, I do. So 30.3 disposals a game, 11.6 contested possessions, 5.4 clearances a game, 7.3 score involvements. He's kicked five goals three this year, which is we've been crying out for midfielders to kick goals. Cripps has done it a bit more this year, thank God. And we know that Walsh loves a goal. I'm surprised he actually hasn't kicked more. I thought he might have been more, and we I know he's got plenty more in him anyway. I'm feeling he has kicked. Yeah. That, that seems low. Um, apparently, this is what I'm getting. Yeah, no, go with it. Um, I, Walsh is amazing. I think, did we put a little bit on the brown low for him? Well, of course we did. Yeah, yeah we got we got excited. And, uh, yeah. He's still there. Plenty more Absolutely. weeks left. He's been nah. a bit quieter the last few, but... Uh, he has. He's, he's a true champion. Um, bleeds blue. Cares about the club. When that when we lose, that guy that guy hurts. Uh, puts his head over the ball. He's he's he can do everything. Mercurial marks. Goals. He's a generational player for Carlton. Yep. yep, yep. Runs all day. Yeah. What else can you say? Eddie Betts, number nineteen, has played eleven out of thirteen. A lot more games than we probably maybe anticipated, considering he didn't play a lot last year or as many games. I thought he's been really good, and, and I'm a big Eddie Betts fan. And he came into the season injured, didn't he? Uh, or did he cop an injury? They're not managed games, are they? Two that he's missed. I'm trying to think. Did he play around? No, if he's played 11 or 13, maybe he has. He's, yeah. He had a slow start to the season, fair to say. He did. Yeah, he did. And, uh, but, no, but, and, we, and we have commented on the pods that he was thereabouts, wasn't he? He was kicking like four behinds. Yeah, and... I think he had a slow start to the season. And we were questioning whether it was the right decision to hold him you know, on for, yep. for the year. Then he started getting involved more, but he was missing goals. And then it clicked a bit. And then he's been a bit quiet the last couple. 17 goals, 13 this year. Uh 5.5 score involvement. So he's on track for about 30 goals, which is probably exactly what we would have said at the start of the year for if he, expectations. 30 goals as a, as a small forward. And the main thing is, like we said, he's dangerous. He does create the forward pressure. We love Eddie Betts. Brings the energy. Yep. I dare say he won't be there next year. I'd be surprised moving forward, but I guess what? I've been surprised with some uh, I think that might be an Eddie, I think that might be club. an Eddie Betts decision, though. Yeah. Either so. way, he'll, he'll be hanging around, I'm sure, in the coaching capacity. Oh, we know, we know sure, that's so. going to be part of yep. it. Number 20, the much maligned Lockie Plowman. Uh, 10 of 13 games this year after a ridiculous rub out against Sydney. No, sorry. Sydney. Hawthorne. Hawthorne, sorry. Yeah, Jager O'Meara. Yeah, Jager O'Meara, of course. Um, well, so you seriously suggest we're going to be able to evaluate and review? I'll give you some his stats. First, wait, see, his first, obviously, <laughs> we can't review him each yeah. game. How are we going to do a half-year review? I'm going to say it this way. When we we've haven't had Lockie play the last couple of games and we've missed him, we have missed him. <laughs> yeah. No, we have. I'm sorry. I know we have. I we, know we have. need. Yeah. Because what's our plan B? What's our alternative? Uh, and exactly. Blokes who haven't kicked goals against him have 
bobbed up and kicked quite a few of recent weeks whilst he has been out. So maybe are you suggesting who played who played on uh Papley? Ex Carlton player Papley. <laughs> yeah, they are uh, st- they were stocker, didn't they? Yeah. I mean that is a yeah. We know I mean, Plowman does a good job. That's an indictment on the list to start with, first of all, that there is no sort of yep. plan B or backup or someone being groomed for that role who can do it. But I think you're right. Do you, Have we actually found his value, his true value? Well, I, I think he's a very valuable player. And that's evident in what he came in the... What did he come in the best and fairest last year? Was it third? Top three, yeah. I think and he third. has a few times. I, I think... So there's a difference between being a very good player... Yes. And being a very valuable player. Exactly right. And I think that's what we're really... I and mean, we've sort of touched on it before. We've thought about it before. But that might be as simple as it needs to be. And sometimes you don't know what you've got till it's gone. <laughs> you could have sung that. Yeah. Did you play Paradise? Who Who's the uh, original? The parking lot? Who's the original of that? <laughs> that's a Johnny Mitchell. Anyway, we're getting distracted here. That's, uh, I think st- Janet Jackson did a version as well. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that Plowman... Look, I, I, we've all... He's all been our whipping boy at whip- times, but yeah. I think we see that he does serve a he does serve a really big purpose in a team that you're right hasn't drafted well in terms of getting players that can manage those smaller forwards. And I think Plowman does a good job considering he's six foot. So would, yeah, he's two? not small. He's one ninety centimeters, like six two six thereabouts. Two. So I'll go through a couple of stats, well, and I'll ask you something. Would oh, you yeah. have rather have had Plowman in the team for the last three weeks than not had him? I'd much prefer him, yeah. And results might have been a little bit different, at least game outcomes. Yeah, you, you never know. And so, look, I mean, Papley killed us in the last quarter when someone needed to really go to him. And I, look, Plowman, one thing that I don't think people... People say he butchers it a lot. He's 79% for kicking efficiency, 82% for di- di- disposal efficiency. I've never agreed with that because I think he's... Some of his disposal, I think, is pretty good. Yeah. Considering, think- again, he's under pressure in the back line. When he makes a mistake tends to be a howler and I think that's does, the problem yeah. and they stand out a lot more he generally kicks it pretty safe conservative that'll probably be why his uh, disposal efficiency is up there but I wouldn't necessarily say he's a bad kick I just think he's prone to doing a bit of a Liam Jones and uh, coughing up a really bad howler and you take note of that and that stands out how's this according to my according to the stats 3.2 spoils a game considered a late Yet Liam Jones at seven point one wasn't. <laughs> well, you know, at least you called it out before with yeah. Liam Jones. You were very, very suspicious. Yeah, I was suspicious. So one on one, he averaged two point two point three. Assuming that means winning the contest as one on one, and that's what he he does do well. So I think, look, Plowman, it's, he it's, will forever be a whipping boy. Um, he's contracted. He's a restricted free agent at the end of twenty twenty three. We've got Plowman for a little bit longer. Yeah, so get used and, to it, I get, guess. And I do not. Have a look at how we've played the last couple I've, of weeks and tell me that you don't need Plowman. I've got a feeling a few supporters might have just slightly altered their There won't opinion. be that many, though. Oh, I think there'll be a few that oh, have altered let's, their Let's opinion. hope so. When you see some of those players that he'd normally uh, you know, pretty much stitch up and give him credit for, for when he has done that, uh, kick goals against us when they wouldn't have or hadn't previously, I think that's uh, fairly obvious. Number 21, Jack Martin played four of 13 games this year. Um... Let's kick three goals. Jeez, signed till 2024. Mm. So, big, big contract. Uh, hasn't looked great the last no, couple of weeks, has he? Is he, is he still injured? Is he not fit enough? Yeah. Is he interested? He, he went... There was one thing on the weekend I noticed against GWS. He made a big... Try to tackle... Um, I forget which player it was. And as soon as he tried... And the guy broke it. He was a big player. He looked gassed. And it was the first quarter. Yeah. He, his, his body's not right. 
it's pretty clear to see. I mean, look at the bandaging over his legs. You've got to suggest... He looked like a mummy. He have, was completely bandaged, Have we he? brought him back too early like we have previously? You'd have to suspect that could be the case because he hasn't contributed this year whatsoever. Another one on a big, big contract yep. that we got in. Um, we discussed that previously. It's it's disappointing. His output is disappointing. You yep. know, you can't help the injury, but uh, the way he's come back, what he's contributed the team for the money he's on, there's not much else no. to say. I, I suggest get his body right. Yeah. If he's carrying stuff, who cares about this year? Do what you need to do. Get his body right. You, you must do that for a player on seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars who's got a contract for that length at the football club. I think the one saving grace about how poor our performances have been this year and where we sit on the ladder is we can afford to give players like Martin, like exactly like you said, give them the chance to rest and play these players in the twos and these up and coming players. We have the do you know what? There aren't too many teams that are afforded that opportunity. Let's look at it as a bit of a uh, half glass yep. half full. Yep. Um, let's go on to number 22 very briefly. Caleb Marchbank, Paul Bloke. He's, he's contracted to the end of next year. Let's just hope he's one of those players that can... Uh, I just don't even want to talk about it. It's sad. It it's, actually is really sad. It's to very, very sad because we have seen in the very small sort of sample size we've had of what he can do, uh, how football. highly rated he yep. is held or was held by certain... Uh, opposition yep. sort of uh, football GWS. managers, yep. GWS. The talent is there. The body's just not there. And, you know, if you're looking at sort of past performances to try to predict future ones, you have serious worries about him moving into the future. We've all got our, you know, fingers crossed, our toes crossed that he can come back from his injuries and not have another setback, regardless of what part of the body it'll be. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to see him for the rest of this year and haven't so far. Number 23, uh, Jacob Wiedering, 13 to 13. Um, we've had Mackay be unbelievable in the forward line. We've had Walsh unbelievable in the midfield. And we've had Jacob Wiedering have an unbelievable year this year. It just sucks. The when spine's you, great. When you say that, I know. I know. How you think, we how are we not a better, better team? It's ridiculous. I'll just quickly go through some stats, Chris. Eight intercept possessions a game, 345 metres gained, 8.9 spoils a game, 5.5 one-on-ones. 2.6 intercept marks, elite. Disposal efficiency, we know, and something we've commented on is a bit low, 72%, and he's kicking 68. We have commented the reason for that is the avalanche onto the back line. He does a lot of kicking out once he, he wins the ball. He does a lot of picking the ball off the ground, which he shouldn't be doing, and, and then he, moving it forward. And you're talking about these one-on-ones he wins. Where unfortunately, when you win these, you don't have the luxury of having the time that you do maybe on the half-forward line or on the wing. So some of the disposals aren't as good. He's been unbelievable, Jacob Wiedering. He's been unbelievable. I'll say something a little controversial. Ooh. His performance has tapered off a little bit over the last two to three weeks. It has, and yeah. you know what? I can't blame him, to be honest, uh, under that barrage and working under those conditions. But yeah, as a season as a whole, incredible. Just uh, yep. going sorry, Except, you know, he was looking on all a all, you know, all Australian form. For most of the you know first part of the season, that might have uh, sort of like I said tapered off a little bit. And still plenty of time. Those, still oh, plenty, still of, plenty time. of time. But uh, yeah, same for our Walsh Brownlow bet. Number twenty four, Nick Newman. Obviously had some injuries in the year. Jeez, yeah, unlucky. I love Nick a Newman. Bit. Yeah, me I too. I love him. Uh, do you know what I've written down here? Clangers, I can forgive because we just get a lot from Nick Newman. I think a lot of run. He's a bit of dash. He's got a bit of mongrel. He's got a lot of heart, as we saw against the uh, the Sydney team. Yeah, Sydney. We ran back with the yep. the flight of the ball, got knocked out. I love Nick Newman. He's 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 been injured. 
there's no reason he should be as brave as he is considering all the injuries he's suffered. And I just think he's got a little something that I like. I'm very happy to have him back in the team, even though we have a plethora of halfback flankers. I think we could always find a spot for him because you're right. For and I feel he can play that lockdown a bit better than maybe a Sard or a Williams. Yeah, definitely compared yeah. to the, the two of them. It's probably still not ideal because he's pretty attacking and that's kind of our problem in that yep. back line, that halfback line. But I'm happy to have Nick Newman in the team. He can accumulate. He can get it. He uses it generally pretty well. Prone to the odds. Meters gained. As you said, meters yep. gained. He, um, I'm never brave. worried about... Are you ever worried about when he goes near the ball that he's not going to give 110%? No, absolutely not. And, we and, need... and there aren't too many players like no, that at Carlton. No, no. Walsh, uh, look, there are plays we can... Walsh and Newman are ones that I go, Newman's going to... He'll fight for this ball. He won't let it... He won't jog down. He will run. And he, I love that about... And he's the kind of player that I think is proud to play in the Navy Blue. More players need to be like Nick Newman... And I love him in the 22, and I think he should set the example for a lot more of those players at the moment. He's had a shithouse 18 months with injuries, yep. and has come back and just hasn't really missed no. a beat when he's come back and has shown how much he wants to play football and wants to play for the football club. He's come back a new man. Number 25 is <laughs> Zach Fisher. He's played a whopping three out of 13 games. Oh, goodness. Um, had the ankle injury that I suspect... He came back too early at the start of the year, re-injured it. Guess who's out again this week? Not Zach Fisher with an ankle. Sorry, he's played four of 13 this year. He's done his, the ankle again. I mean, let's get, this gets back to what we spoke about last pod with the big four issues we have, and that's one's injury management. We talk about Russell being... Something's not right with Fisher because it's the same... I'm assuming it's the same ankle. I only can assume because I don't... They haven't no. specified. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels like a real year wasted. Yeah, for Fish and the fact that he's out now, he could have, um, if he hadn't hurt himself again, he could have built towards a big back end of the season. One goal this year. Yeah, and no. he was touted as our small forward. Uh, is he a small forward? Is he a midfielder? I, lo- I love him in the 22. Love him in the 22. But he has had a bad year, but he kind of can't help it. Oh, no, but it, it's a waste of a year, unfortunately. Yeah, we, this we, is a we've learned nothing year. more about him, and he should be really hitting his strides now at his age yep. with his uh, amount of experience or the games played. He really should have blossomed this year and you know taken a big leap. It's not going to happen. Yep. And it's it's another wasted year. Set him back and injury v- related. Very yet again. smart footballer. How some of the dummies. Oh, just uh, the dummies. The and how invasive he is. Yep. But again, Unbelievable. You, you need continuity. Yeah, and he does. We need to find a position for him too. Is the other thing because uh, he's floating between the midfield. He's floating between the forward line. Is he neither or? Is he I don't think he necessarily... I, I feel like Fisher, we talk about some players. I don't think he really needs to... It matters. I don't mind him being a floating player like that. Do you? I, I don't hate it, but I'm just thinking of sort of his growth potentially, but particularly coming in after injury makes it even harder when you don't sort of have that continuity. But I, just I don't like know. I'm a, bit, a little bit worried. I know he's, he's come in. He's performed well. Um, He was down a bit last year too. He's shown some games, but... Uh, yeah. He did regress last year to the point he where... He, but he also missed games last year. Absolutely, again. he did. But so, I Got don't know. The end are, of are you confident in, confident in him being uh, you know, an 80-20 midfielder? Playing no. with the bigger bodies in the midfield, running I mean, the whole game out? No, I, no, I'd say that's too much. Forward craft? Are you confident I'd say that's too much. Being? I'd be playing him more on a, on a wing, a 70 to then a 30 in the forward line. And I think he's one of those players that's smart enough that... You can actually afford to play him in two different positions and it won't confuse him too much. Whereas I think there are some players at Carlton where you've just got to give them their role and just that's it because 
they'll unlearn. I want to see him uninjured and I want to see him put together five really good games yep. together because I don't know if we've actually ever had that. No, we probably haven't. We've seen glimpses, but we've never had... I don't think we've had five good games in a row. We got him till the end of uh, 2023. Let's go on to number 27, the big pit net, who's played 34 games in his career, 13 being at Carlton this year. Um, he's been a player that's been much needed at a time when we had Tom DeConning out injured and Levi Casbold out. He's been our primary ruckman, and I think, given everything, he's been pretty good this year. Pretty well said. I think you've captured a lot of it. Um, he's been very important to have on the list considering our you know, struggles with our tools. Would he have got as many games this year if we didn't? If uh, Oscar McDonald had been available, if TDK had been available for the year? I'm not quite sure. I think he's been serviceable. Um, short of that, it's... I know you're probably going to throw off some you know, further stats about hitouts yeah. and that kind of thing. Well, I'm having a look... 20 packs not... No, yeah. and I agree with you. That's why I, I'm almost hesitant to actually read out stats about Pitnet. 29.3 hitouts a game. The hitouts to advantage, we've we, when we dissect every single game, we've noticed that there are some games when we dominate the hitouts, yet get killed in the clearances, and then vice versa. That indicates to me that there's an issue, obviously, with the midfield, but there's also maybe the efficiency of his taps aren't as good. So is he a is he a, uh, you know, number one ruckman? No, he's not. I'll, he's I'll a competitor. You, do you want me to tell you what the eye sees for this one? I think it's probably more important. I think the eye sees a bloke who doesn't get off the ground much. Yep. Doesn't, not necessarily a smart player. We've got to remember, he's still fairly young and young for a ruckman. So, yep. you know, that's the context of it. He's and not athletic, though. He's yeah. not a premier ruckman and not necessarily number one. But, yeah, a bloke who's limited physically in terms of jumping, um, in terms of movement, mm-hmm. bloke is not necessarily doesn't appear to be very clever. You know, there are some that can get away with it because they've got real nous. When I say clever, I'm talking about someone with a real good football yep. nous. That way, he's, not too many with him. No, but he's gone. He's gone forward. He's kicked a couple of goals. That's fine. But he looks like a player with real limitations. Not he, a player that yeah. needs to learn the game. A bloke with real physical limitations. And he's probably thirty years. That's what too it late. seems like. It, well, yeah. it seems like he's a thirty-year-old, thirty-one-year-old playing as well. That yeah. way, just he doesn't have that sort of leap. That so you know, we're not winning center clearances. He's supposedly winning a lot of tap outs. I don't know how. Yeah, that is no. The I know case how he is, but it's just what the advantage is. I think he's yeah. winning the tip. He does win hitouts, but yeah, you're right. Tip. I don't see him leaping over anybody. I I think he's probably better at ground around level the, than as a ball up and the around throwings. the ground hitouts. Yeah, I that, think he's a bit, he's rucking around the ground might be a bit better. Yeah, and I, I tend to agree. And I think that I think when he gets a body on, then he's better than the actual leap in the centre square. But we're not winning it out of the middle. No. He takes some blame. Absolutely. For that. Yeah, has to. Yeah. Not all of it because you've got midfielders around you there. So yeah. we're off, on the back foot straight away. He's offered a little bit forward, but we know sort of they're love be that he can of, mark. Yeah, I love he can it. Take, and he generally is not a bad yep. set shot, but. He's a backup Ruckman playing as your number one Ruckman at the moment. It doesn't work. I think there isn't a statistic for this that I'm aware of, but if there's one for kicking off the ground, he'd be the leader. That guy, I reckon, had 11 kicks one game, nine were off the ground. Yeah, it probably flatters the stats a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> number 28, another player that we can kind of say is like Fisher and a lot of other players at the moment, Dave Cunningham, 41 gamer. Four out of twelve, ga- four out of thirteen games this year. Number twenty-three, 
the 2015 draft. 2015 draft, this is six year, David. Um, he was close to getting it right and close to being shows. hitting his potential and yep. more consistently. But you're saying four games, wow. Again, a bloke who's been injured for a lot of his career has not had a run at it. I don't like in a team that's pretty average and for a bloke of his talent and we know what he can do, he's not played a lot of games of football for, for the club, nowhere near as many, and we still don't know whether he can perform for a season at a decent rate. Um, he's clean, he's got some attributes that other players on our list just simply do not have. He's a, Yeah, you love his cleanliness, don't you? Oh man, I'm I'm in love with it because I just see how often it doesn't happen for other players. So I know when he's around the ball, something's going to happen. It just doesn't happen enough. Yeah. Um, there, he's a one-touch player. They're he's harder, classy. They're harder to find. Yeah, he's very and classy. And he's got speed. He yep. can win it contested. He's got all the attributes Carlton are crying out for in that midfield or on the wing. I mean, imagine him getting you know, 10, 15 games in a row, the consistent level, matching close enough to his peak, yep. but getting 10, 15 games a season at that level for the year. What am I going to say about his season? It's it's disappointing yet yeah, again. There's not much we can say with And, you know, like we'll say that before he's done an ACL, which is... Yeah. significant you know well beyond uh, his control it's just another disappointing, another disappointing season yeah. and he's gonna have 12 months out so look hopefully hopefully in that period he uh he does his rehab right realizes how much he loves football and starts building some of that confidence and comes back and really misses football and tries his best to be what he can be uh contracted till the end of 2022 i'd say that that might only gives him half chance. a season doesn't it yeah i'd say it might be a last chance because I mean at the end of the day unfortunately as much as and I like Dave Cunningham and I think he offers a lot of things like you said that other players don't by the end of next year he's seven years at the club and there has to the buck has to stop somewhere number 20 uh, 29 Durden we'll uh, play pass on that one and hope we see him very soon number 30 Charlie Kerner we discuss him enough He's back on the training track. Let's hurts, just, hurts too much. Let's, I don't yeah, want to we jinx know. it. Let's we know. Just know what, we all know. You all know what we're going to say. We want him back. Number thirty-one. Again, do you know what? I feel like we're in the numbers of disappointing mm-hmm. players at the, uh, this for this year, particularly Tom Williamson. High hopes. Three out of thirteen games. Very poor season. His stats. Uh, his his disposal. His pos- intercept possessions. They're down. He looked like a. You know, at times, you love his run. He can look sometimes like a chook with his head cut off. But this year, I think he's been exposed a bit as the defender. I don't think that a halfback is his, his role. And probably not now that we've got all these other halfbacks. Move him onto the wing, use that speed. But this year's been poor. Yeah, we know he's definitely got a case of Paul Bowers occasionally. But yeah. uh, I don't think anything has been better than what he's demonstrated previously this year from what we've seen I think he's down on everything and I don't think any aspect of his game has actually been good this year and there's a reason why he has been dropped and he's played the majority of the his time in the VFL which is disappointing because we all had high hopes from a bloke with that body with that speed with that yep. agility we expected more remember what we got from his first season and then he came back from injury we wanted more but uh, there are a lot more question marks on Tom Williamson now mm. than there were 12 months ago and Tom Williamson is contracted until... 2022. 2022, so another year. Uh, number 32, Noons, who's played 10 out of 13. Um, the big thing... Noons is one of those players that we didn't get him to become our best and fairest. He's ideally one of those players at the very 
bottom of the 22 in a good side that you just need. He's got the toughness. Um, what I noticed about Noon's last year compared to this year, he kicked 13 goals last year. Guess how many he's kicked this year? Two? Yeah. Oh, nice. So the how one. Many, th- how many games? 10 out of 13. So he's yeah. played 10 games. So remember last year when he, when he would have off. a bad game, we would say to each other, at least he kicks a goal. And he was kicking, it felt like he was kicking a goal pretty consistently every a goal time. A game. If you're a man who loves a multi, you're putting Jack Noons in for a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this year, it's pretty much the same, same, except he's not kicking goals. So for me, and like I've said kind of about Murphy, there are some players that you need to kick goals, and if you're not kicking goals, then you've got to add something else or you're not in the team. And the problem is, the reason we brought him into the club as a free agent was to bring in an experienced head, somebody who has played football, who's got a hardened body, who's stoic. Yeah. Um, at a time where we need all of that, he's not really getting a game. He's uh, He's been dropped, he's been medical, sub. That's exactly the type of play you need in these sort of situations with what's going on at the club at the moment and a big reason for why we went and got him um, and to be dropped at this stage and this time uh, suggests it's 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 been a failed year for him. I can, can I argue one thing that is Noon's one of those players that in a way a bit like I won't know I won't say that but is he one of those players that we don't really want him in the best 22. I, I, I think we want him as a bit of a Kennedy or how Ke- I know we got Kennedy not for that reason, but how Kennedy is one of those players that is going to be really good in the twos, can play in the ones and can play good games, but he's that real, he's the, you need quality reserves. I think you're right, in. but I think he ideally is somewhere between 19 and 22. I agree, yes. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's still in the team, but he's probably going to be your worst or, you know, somewhere down there. But you're not going to cry if he gets pushed out. No, no, but no. they bring other attributes as well. So, you know, you need them, they're there for their. You know the fact that they are solid players. Mm. There, I we did bring him in. I think we expected to be playing him, but I think you're right that they weren't. There was no expectation that he'd be in the top ten players, even top fifteen players. But somewhere between nineteen and twenty two, inconsistently, and you know what you're getting. Um, Contracts up this year. Yeah, well, that'll be an interesting one because um, there are going to be changes all over the yeah. club, and you probably loathe to get rid of players that are contracted because it costs you. Money cost your salary cap. Number thirty-three, Ramsey. Yeah, again, yeah. haven't seen him in the seniors, but uh, he's knocking the door down and playing good VFL football. Thirty-four, Philp. Disappointing one, this one. And again, what twenty-one? Pick twenty-one. Was that what he was thereabouts? Twenty thereabouts. Yeah, somewhere at the start of that second round, very start. Um, yeah, he uh, he came on first season. Looked pretty good, looked pretty promising, even though he was a development player and a growth player. He's out for, for the year. This season's not going to uh, give him a whole lot, and he's not going to take a whole lot out of this season, unfortunately. And another one of those high draft picks that's just not getting a run at it. Yeah, contracted for another couple of years, end of 2023. So a player that I think there's still high, very high hopes on. There's nothing he's done to sort of dampen our spirits apart from the fact that he just hasn't played and he's yeah. been injured there. But let's hope he puts in a big preseason once he gets over his groin. Hopefully that won't sort of, uh, I guess, have him missing any of the preseason, that he won't be exempt from that, that he'll get a really good solid run at it and present as a what third, fourth-year player ready to make an impact. Number 35, one of our favourites, Ed Kerno. 13 to 13 games, would you expect anything less? Averaging 24 touches a game, uh, 
disposal efficiency. Fifty-two uh, percent. Painful. Yep. Fifty-three percent. We uh, know. We know that's in his game and has been in his game. And again, he's a player a bit like Weedering, as you mentioned before. That'll go in, get the hard ball, and will kick it to advantage. He rarely gets given the ball uh, as an outside yep. midfielder where you're free and you've got targets set up. It's all grunt work with Ed Kerno. Been moved a bit though. Yeah, hasn't and that's the thing. Do not play him on the wing. That is just foolish. Why would you ever play a player of his caliber with his strengths and his weaknesses on the wing? And if you're going to do it, then there is no place in the team for him. And I know that hurts to say because he deserves it. Couldn't agree more. And I'm we're, we're massive backers of him, but he needs to be played in the right place. Otherwise, he can become a very average footballer if you're not utilizing him well. And for a bloke of his age with that many years behind him of such consistent output, yep. something is wrong that that has dropped. And it's not him. It's not his physical prowess and it's not his mental aptitude. It's where he's being played and how he's being coached. He's missed and it. that's an indictment on the coach. You know, it, that is a real indictment for a senior player. Charlie Kerno is Mr. Consistent. Only Carlton what about could Ed stuff... Kerno? Sorry, Ed Kerno <laughs> is Mr. Consistent. Charlie definitely isn't. Only yeah. Carlton, only this how? regime could absolutely stuff up a guy who gives you the same thing every week for the last... Oh. What, how long? Yeah, for, at Carlton? At Carlton. Oh, oh it'd be, what, 10, 10 11 Only years. Carlton could then go, hang on, let's try something else and stuff his game up. Yeah. Unbelievable. It, it is pathetic, isn't it? That one really gets me angry. You can talk yeah. about a whole lot of our that, coaching issues that, and that decisions, but that is ridiculous. Hopefully we've seen the last of that. I think they got him back into the midfield in the last bit of GWS, so hopefully they've something's clicked, the light bulb's gone on. Um, goal accuracy a bit down. Um, we've always enjoyed... His shots at goal, haven't we? I think we made a bet once where... We've learnt a lot about him. Yep. We made a bet where you owe me, I believe, a dinner. He kicked a goal from about <laughs> a, 60 metres out. That's a polite way of saying it. And so you still owe me that dinner, and he is a big kick for goal, isn't he? I think, he can, you're, I think you're more interested in the dessert on that one. But um, he's, uh, yeah... Well, it's he, a three-course. I want a three-course. <laughs> we made a bet. He, he dubbed it from 55 out. He's yeah. a huge kick for it, a guy. It was, that's... it was unlikely at the time, and I learned very quickly that he can kick. And like he keeps a mule. doing it. Yeah. Number thirty-six, uh, Josh Honey. Yeah, let's hope we see him. I think we're going to see him this week. First well, game. He's made the year. he's made the squad. So Thursday night. Yeah, I think he has to play. I he has don't to play. think they can not select him. Yeah. Uh, so fingers crossed, he comes into the team and he can show us what he's all about again. A player with the attributes we really need in the team at the moment. He's hard. He's fast. He can kick a goal. He can lay a tackle. At a contract what, end of the year. Yeah. On a rookie contract. Um, yeah. You'd, you'd think he survives, but let's see what he's got. I think so. Uh, 37, Boyd has been ordinary. <laughs> yeah. Not a great start to <laughs> his uh, career. Nah, no, he, um, just one of the ones we picked up in the first midst, game yeah. in the VFL and yep. uh, played at halfback flank. Brought in for his kicking prowess. I yep. couldn't tell at first when I saw clips whether he's a left or a right footer, which is always yeah. a great sign. I think he look, I, I, I don't pretend to know much about him, but obviously saw the highlight package. Him and uh, Alex Merkov. And yeah, I really liked what I saw with Boyd. So let's hope that um, he can make his way into the team. If you're a good user of the football, you're every chance to get into this Carlton team at the moment. If you can kick a football, you might have a chance of being in the 22. Yep. Uh, 39, McDonald has played 3 of 13. Oh, it's just disappointing. Yeah. Poor bloke. He's yeah. looking promising for a recycled player that we uh, got in on as a rookie. 
he performed admirably in the preseason and in that first game coming on as a sub and kicked what, three goals, I think, and he would have been yep. very handy back up. And I think if he had been fit, that we would have seen Levi Casbolt playing less games for the year than what he actually has. Let's hope he uh, comes on because I think he's one of those players that's an important addition. Yeah, and that was a smart decision to pick him up as a rookie I thought it and was to have well. a backup tall yeah. and to perform that we, well. We yeah. can actually make some smart decisions at Carlton occasionally, so... Uh, I think that's one of them. Number forty, Gibbons. Poor year, very yeah. oh disappointing. No, it's been disappointing. Been yeah. disappointing. Um, stats are almost identical to his career statistics. So that's last year. You wouldn't um, think that with disposal, the eye test though. Disposal efficiency down. Impact on games got to be down. Yeah, I, we we both. Well, I mean, and, I'll speak, and was carried. He was carried for three or four weeks. He before was yeah, dropped. definitely. Um, I really like Gibbons because he's. There aren't too many, unfortunately, players that you really look at and go, he's a natural footballer. I get that with Gibbons. And we've seen, obviously, in the VFL, you know, he's won the list in twice. Yeah, twice. I think twice, yep. Um, he can play football. He's a natural footballer. I've oh, I've been a... I like him in the yep. 22, but I haven't liked him in the 22 this year. I think he's just had a poor year. I think he'll come good. He's still pretty young. Um isn't he? You know, yeah, yeah, he's, he's still young, and he's an extrovert. He brings energy to the playing group yeah. with stuff. You know, again, players we need because we seem to be very uh, sort of introverted and and down. He's someone who's got you know that and swagger think, and cocky. Oh yeah, yeah, and in a good team, he's he should be there. Yeah. He has played well in the past. I'm still holding out hope, but his season to date has been disappointing. No, I, I hold out. I I have no doubt that he'll get back to something because I just think he's a really smart footballer. We talk about footy now. I think. Mick Gibbons has got it, uh, a natural footballer, and I think he can bring a lot to the team. And I just think he's having a bit of a poor season. I think he'll be fine. Uh, and because, you know, I mean, let's have a look. He's a player that you have to have some sort of mental fortitude and, and tenacity to to, to, to go persevere. from the team to, and to persevere. And yep. he's done that. So hats off to him. I love players like that. I really root for players like that. So all the best to Mick Gibbons. I'm sure he's fine. Number 41, Yikes. Oh, yeah, I'm not Levi Casgold, who. You know, it's been a really good servant for the club. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he has been well like... if we're going to look over the history, it's different. He had a breakout year, 2019. Either side that late, before wasn't that, it? Yeah. it was a bit late. He's been offered a lot of contracts, interesting output, but has but had not, some very solid. We're not paying the farm for him, are we? No, and that's Never exactly have. right. No, no, and he's been offered up and hasn't had buyers. He's been offered one year contracts, so we kind of know where he is, but. Uh, Again, he's just had a very, very subpar year. In a year that we really needed him to stand up with injuries, we had with uh, you know being a senior player on the list. His body might not be right. I'm sure it's not that knee he's carrying, but uh, he has looked like a witch's hat out there can at go, times this year. Can I give you some stats? Oh, do I? Yeah. Goal accuracy for his career, forty-seven point eight percent. His goal accuracy this season is thirty-three point three. His disposal efficiency is 49.4% and his kicking efficiency is 39%. Yikes. He gets 4.1 effective disposals a game. And he's averaging... This is... Again, we go back to noons and we talk about players have to have that real... Um, if they've got something and Casbolt's his contested marking, uh, he's averaging one contested mark a game. That's not the Levi that's that a, we... That's, that's not the Levi off. that we love. And that you... you know, If you expect that ball in the air anywhere near Levi, he's marking it, isn't he? 2019 well, he was, was unbelievable yep. in the back line, what he could do being, when he got thrown back there. He's not just he's not a shade of what that player was then. It's it's a it's a 
big fall from grace, let's be honest. And he's very lucky to have got the games he got yeah. this year. And you think you just kept waiting for him to bounce back and maybe the knee will get better if that's what it is. Uh, it, it just hasn't. His physical presence hasn't been there. Yep. Went back to the twos on the weekend and played really well. 25. And 11 marks. Yeah. And he did, you know, like, so he can where's play that footy. been? He where's can play that footy. been? And do you know what? We, we haven't actually, as of right now, had the test of dropping players. We have dropping Murphy. We've dropped Levi. This could really ignite a couple of those guys. SPS. So maybe uh, we'll wait and see. The experiment's not over with dropping. Because a lot of these players have been gifted games. And we've always commented on that. But uh, I think hopefully, he, I mean, is he unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. I, I, I think see. we've seen the end of Levi. I think we have. For Carlton anyway. Yeah. But there have been some good times. There have been. There have been some really good times. Um, number 42, new recruit in Saad. I, 13 to 13 games. Yeah, look, I mean, you'll go through the stats. I'll give you the eye test first. I think he's been good without being excellent. I'd say probably good to very good. We've got probably what we expected from him, it doesn't help that we don't have those lockdown defenders in our back line, that the ball's seeping. We know he's an attacking defender. He's not a defensive defender. That probably hasn't helped. He's had some very good games. He's had some very good meters gained. Mm-hmm. He's had some very, you know, his disposal is good. He's prone every now and then to sort of hack one forward, but he can uh, he can hold on to the ball and almost make it turn 90 degrees and do some pretty special stuff off his foot and creative stuff. So, look, I'd say, yeah... Probably a good to very good season to date. I agree. I think people have been... I think a lot of people in the media particularly have been pretty harsh on Sard's year this year. Um, a lot has been focused on maybe the lack of defensive effort. It says here he has 13.5 pressure acts per game, which is considered elite. His stats broadly are actually higher than his career stats. He's averaging 20 uh, touches a game. 477 metres gained, 4.2 rebounds from 50, uh, 5.9 intercept possessions and um, 3.7 inside 50s. That's a huge stat because we know that raking left foot and he can carry the ball. I think he's been pretty good. I think he's been probably paired together with Zach Williams. So people, the media in particular, are kind of dragging Sard down. It makes it an easy of, narrative if you can it throw does, a couple in together yeah. and lump them in. It can be lazy journalism, but yep. it, uh, it's more sensational that way. Look, I think there are deficiencies in his defensive game as there are with a lot of our halfbacks, but I think we got him for the attack. Uh, he's our number one attack, and I think he's been really good. So I think Sard's been good to very good this year. I'm not disappointed with his year at all. He gets judged harshly, and so he should based on his salary. Judge him against the salary, I think that's fair enough. Because we are paying a lot of money yep. to him. So there are higher expectations, there are higher standards expected of him. So judge him against that, that's fine. And I think if we do, I'll still say it's been a good to, to very good I think, year. I think fair, he plays that sure. season at Essendon and everyone says it's a really good year. So I think people are being a bit tough on Saad. Uh, number 43, Will Setterfield. Seven <laughs> out of 13 games. Um, I wish we could capture your face on the podcast. Yeah, I said that. I, I like Will said if like I had big he's hopes. A, he's a slow burn. He is. I feel there have been. Do you know? I feel like this pod's been a bit because we're getting these. It seems like the same theme with these players. We want so much. It's not we. We like all the players on the list. We we want we want Carlton to be a good team. We want these players to to succeed to do well. But Setterfield, seven out of thirteen game like 
you know, we got him, like you said, we got him to... He's a bloke that should have played every single game for the year and be his talent is top end. Yeah. He should have played every... He should not be playing in the seconds. At his age, with the development that's been put into him now, with his draft pick, with his size, where he sits on the on the list, yep. uh, he should be playing every single game and contributing and going from a, a reasonable footballer to a good footballer at minimum. He's not... There, Not there at the moment he's a fair way back and has he improved this year well here we go improve the stats say so but just so 16 disposals 3.1 clearances 7.3 contested I've written down the main thing he just doesn't do anything great and not every player necessarily has to but you're right he just needs to elevate that game to be at least a good player I don't think he's done that yet Kicked one goal for the year. Um, I think there's still hope for Will Setterfield. How long has he got Do on Do you his? have a stat there about acts of disinterest? No. But I'd, I'd, I'd say... lethargy, I'd, you know, percent of game. I think Will said, and we've said this many times, he's a player that I think he just has a... The personality, you know, he's a relaxed guy. He comes across as laconic. Um, will, but will, that will doesn't... Click, though? I don't Ooh, know. Click. He's he's out of contract at the end of this season. We we did give up a lot to get him. You know, um, yeah. he's a high draft pick. We gave up a second round for him. He wasn't didn't have much of an opportunity at GWS due to how good their team was in injury. But he hasn't really grabbed his opportunity at Carlton at the moment. So I don't under know. Performing under delivering and what what snaps from here? If he's getting dropped at this stage of his yep. career in the Carlton midfield, just crying out for solid midfielders. Yep. And he can't secure a game there. What is suddenly going to click? His body looks fine. Yep. He hasn't had any setbacks that we're aware of there. What changes for we, that improvement? The thing is, we don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year with this review. So we don't really know who's safe or not. If you're looking at the current regime, you'd suggest that dropping him, we don't know how long he's going to be dropped down for. Maybe they don't see a future with him. Someone who comes in, if there is a new coach, might. So let's see. But let's. I really hope for a big... Improvement for Setterfield. Number 44, always 7 out of 13. I think he's been an absolute pickup and a real uh, excitement for uh, for Carlton this the year. igniter. Yeah, absolutely. He's come in and he's done exactly what we, uh, we'd we hope and expect from a player with his position on the list, but also with his, uh, his status. He's a small forward and he's playing like a good small forward at the moment, generally making the most of his opportunities. Defensive efforts. Defensive efforts are there. We've talked about him running, you know, all the way back to the fullback line. He shows he cares. He's one of few that appear to be at this stage doing that. He's been a good injection to the team. Low expectations coming into the year and reasonably high output for the year. So that's a big tick. Um, Mongrel, defensive efforts, can kick straight. We love it. It is funny, though, when... We talk about all this list and talk about a blo- you know a bloke who we had we both had low expectations and he gives it to us compared to those blokes that you get high and they just you know that's the problem expectations yeah. can ruin an AFL yeah. player's career more and than then someone on the rookie list who might be earning ninety thousand dollars a year as opposed to somebody who's earning eight hundred thousand and playing in the same team and the outputs are similar or exactly right not, that's that's why it hurts and that's why we it, we expect so much more of these other players if Will Setterfield's pick seventy that we got in the draft, we're pretty happy with what he's giving us. If Matt always is pick number one, we're disappointed. Next one is 46, Matt Cottrell. Is, this is the last play we're doing. Uh, seven out of 13 games. 
Seven out of 13. He's probably lucky to have got the seven. Yep. To be honest, I don't hate what we've done with him and giving him a run at it as we, we talk about. We know he's never going to be the best footballer in the league. He's not going to be in the top 100 footballers in the league. He's a good, honest try who runs his guts out. He hasn't cares. stopped and cares. Loves yep. the jumper. Loves the jumper, loves the Don't blues. have enough of that. Yeah, yeah, and exactly right. And he'll put his head over it and he'll run all day. I think he just needs to get a bit smarter with his running patterns to better utilize the fact that he can run all day. And he has got pace. And I don't know whether it's him not following orders or quite easily be the way he's being coached. But you look at his numbers at the end of the game, he's top three, top four on the ground. When you look at impact, he's nowhere near that. So yep. running around like a bit of a headless chook. A bit of a Williams, William, yeah, Williamson, yeah. sorry. Yep. Um, and, you know, disposal needs to be cleaned up a little bit. He's a bit dirty when 60. it comes. 60.6 disposal efficiency, 48 kicking. Yeah, so not ideal. That's that's well below what you'd expect. So, look, still some hope, but his ceiling's probably not high. But if he can get some good, consistent, he might be another one of those players that we talk about, Jack Noons, that's going to sit somewhere between 18 and 22 and put pressure on the rest of the players because if they don't perform, he gets a game. And that's they're the blokes you need. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right, well, Chris, that's the end of the, the Carlton... Um the review, mid the review, mid year review. Let's just quickly touch on. We've got Adelaide this Sunday afternoon. Another cracking premier ti- game time. Premier game time of what four four twenty twenty four twenty six forward. Yeah. Um, so let's just. I mean, this is. I think everyone. Be, this is fair to say. If we lose this game, there's a lot of pressure on the coaches, uh, rightly or wrongly. But I think that probably speeds up what we're doing in relation to the, the review. So let's just quickly. Go through the outs. Pitnett's out with an ankle. Zach Fisher, lot we discussed with the ankle, and Luke Parks omitted. Plowman, Murphy, SPS, who well-deserved 25 disposals in the twos. We said, earn your spot. I think this indicates he has. Apparently, he played a really good game in the midfield and half forward, which we've been saying. Josh Honey, Lockie O'Brien, and Matty Cottrell in for the squad. So, teams yet to be ultimately determined. I think I know who they'll go with out of that list. Unfortunate to lose a couple with injury. Pitnet, not probably the biggest issue, and it might give TDK chances that number one Ruckman and to show his wares and build into to next year. Very disappointing losing Fisher. As we've said, and Parks probably had to go after his performance. Plowman comes in and replaces him. Yep. That's a good change. I think Josh Honey absolutely has to come in. For Zach Fisher. Yep. Yep. Here. And I think they'll bring in SBS as well. Yep. To play in the midfield, which would what leave O'Brien, who else? Cottrell and Murphy. Yeah, well, and I Murphy think, doesn't get a go. Well, Murphy might come on as the uh, the medical sub, might get in as a medical sub. I don't know. You, you drop him for a reason. He played well. He got 26 touches in the VFL, but we kind of knew he was going to. A bloke of his caliber. Has anything changed from week to week with that? Are you bringing him in ahead of Josh Honey? Yeah, it's interesting. And look, like we said, I think the or SPS. I mean, who or SPS. I, I just think that we just don't know. Let's the, learn. the club doesn't, but the club doesn't know what they want to do now because the club doesn't know where they're going to be at the end of the year. Uh, sorry, when I'm talking about the coaching, because you know, say Teague was guaranteed guaranteed to be there at the end of the year, he might know which players he doesn't want to play anymore. Maybe that was SPS, though. At the moment, I'd say there'd be a lot of pressure if you're playing well we, in the we twos. Said, you we, come in we because. Said, once it was announced there was going to be an external review, that is an indication that all is not well at the club yep. and there are going to be fingers pointed. There are going to be people held to account. 
that is a sign that the way he was coaching and the way the football department was working was not acceptable. Yep. So if he continues to do the same thing, he's a he's a dead duck walking. Yep. Like he has to change it. He has to change it and give us something. If we finish the season how we've started it and performed to date, he can't stay there. No. I don't care what you say, but you blame it on, you know, assistant coaches or so. He ultimately chooses those yep. with Brad Lloyd. He's accountable for our game plan, mm-hmm. for motivating players. It just it just will not happen any other way. His only option here is to change what he's doing because what he's doing is being viewed very poorly from the outside, hence the review. So yep. he does need to change. So if he doesn't bring Honey in, if he doesn't give, I guess, SBS a crack back in Who the does? Day, and we said, if you play well in the twos, yeah. You, See you how can't much let people languish. It. See how much he wants. He deserves to go. Tw- yeah, he plays go. well, gets 25. Let's mm-hmm. see what he's got. At worst, it boosts his trade value. Yes. Playing in the twos with the performance in the season he's put in and last year is not going to help. He comes yep. in and we either know and we see a change player, someone who's a bit more committed, someone who can be the future, or we get games into him, he improves, and we get some increased trade value. Yeah, exactly. I don't think his stocks can go much further down no. than what they are considering I, his I don't pick. think so. Look, we'll leave it at that. I am tipping Carlton to win. I think, gee whiz, if you yeah. can't come out after what's happened and a loss to GWS and you've been we crucified. Didn't, we didn't last week, though. I know, I know, wow. but I'm still... Hey, let me have some faith. because, And I also think players like... You're bringing some players who have earned their spot potentially from the twos, are hungry... Geez, come on, guys. You've got to beat Adelaide. If not, there's look, It's I reckon the joint's going to blow up. It's going to be a massive change at the end of the week. Uh, but, uh, sorry, by the start of Monday, if Carlton lose, it's going to be a massive blow up. George Michael, you can have all the faith you want, but yep. I'm, I'm with you. I, and we're going to have a restricted crowd. It's going to be 25,000 absolutely max. We probably won't even get that. It's going to feel a bit soulless. It's not going to be your traditional... Home ground, but let's see because this is their last chance to show some ticker. They failed miserably last week after having two weeks off, after having an external review announced. You would have thought that was the time you were going to bounce back. They gave us nothing, particularly to start the game. You're right. I mean, I don't know. Are we at the point now where we kind of, an Adelaide performance like last week, playing against them, we just accept and go, well, it's no different to last week or the week before. Mm. Are there going to be massive ramifications as a result of that? I think there will. Lose by 10 goals or lose by one point. If we lose on Sunday, there are going to be massive what are ramifications. What Because with the review underway at the moment, that's happening. I mean, the only thing they could really make a big change for would be the immediate sacking of David T. And I think that is it's definitely on the cards. It yeah, has to be on I, the it's cards. It's on the cards. Look, just, I, rightly or wrongly, it'll be on the cards. Because... <laughs> If we lose to Adelaide, after all the after everything that's happened, and unfortunately, and you know, people get excited and people are calling for people's heads. If we lose to Adelaide, I think he's in a lot of trouble. There's a lot of external pressure, being the media and supporters. I think there's trouble. They beat us last year after oh. losing the first 13, 14 games of the year, only a win or two under their belt when we had a chance to still play. Yeah, finals. look, it's going to be a big game. So it's going to be a big game. Let's hope we win. Absolutely. We want this club to turn the ramp. Yeah. Let's just hope. And we want the review. It's a spark and an ignition. Something happens. Bloody, give us something yeah. to change this season around. We need that spark. We need some momentum. And we, we need don't something. need a game to to accelerate the process that's, always, that's already yeah. inevitable now. So. Yeah. Let's turn it around and let's, uh, let's pray we have a better second half to this season. We, uh, we've hit rock bottom. Yep. 
and we're on the up and we can actually start seeing a future for this playing list. All right, Chris. I'll All right, Andy. I'll catch up with you Sunday. Uh, until then, we, we are, are the Blue Baggers. Baggers.